show and everybody in the world came to know WrestleMania was born at a thousand birth and it became just the greatest show on earth mega stars mega talent roughly at its best the WWF will rise to the task we got stars galore we got stars galore you're gonna see a show like never before the mission is the title that we will win but we're all gonna rock WrestleMania 10 here we got Hollywood cream of the crop here's the list and it's hot 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 We got Burt Reynolds from Evening Shade and Smokey and the Bandit, he had a man. We got Ron Sheer from Up All Night, WrestleMania 10 is out of sight. We got Little Richard in the place to be, hair club for men. Yo, we got five thrilling, hair will be weaving, corn rolling and curling. We got Jenny Gunn from 90210, she'll be ringing the bell if you really want to know. We got stars galore, we got stars galore. You're going to see a show like never before. Permission is the title that we will win. Tune. You don't have that banger on your playlist. I'll tell you what. I I don't. No, I I stick to my. Uh, uh, you are too good for shitty WWF during these <laughs> the men on the oh, mission I years. Ten, yeah, I uh, I pulled the the record uh, a little before this. Yeah, very. Uh, a lot of people did. I was looking at attendance numbers for. Um, WrestleManias, and uh, when I was at my height of new generation uh, love, <laughs> there was no one going. Well, it was so. What was I looking at? Got more people at an Iron Big game. I think. I think the one was fifteen thousand. Uh, yeah. WrestleMania. I think seventeen was the lowest I saw, but yeah. So, um, that was Men on a Mission uh, with the WrestleMania ten rap, um, Mo, Oscar, and Mabel. To be fair, that was really cool back in the day. Uh, sure. <laughs> I just uh, Mabel was a big bastard, and that's why Vince. Oh God, look at that big bastard! I'm in a conundrum, Squeezer, and let me tell you what it is. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Okay. Uh, I came home uh, probably around eight o'clock, like seven forty-five maybe. Okay. Uh, Enchantress was having her uh, book club. They still do it virtually over like Zoom or or some sort of Zoom-like platform. Mm-hmm. And you already knew the twist and you did, couldn't help but spoil it. No. Um, she's drinking wine in the book club. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she comes mm-hmm. down and I had dinner ready like a good housewife does. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ate and we put on Ted Lasso, the newest episode in season three. Mm-hmm. Great show, great season so far. Um, and then we started Shrinking, uh, another Bill Lawrence show that's on Apple TV. Because uh, we, we, it came out in January, we wanted to watch it. We have it. It's got Harrison Ford in it. Um, it's a bad impression. It's, and she, she said to make sure I get her up uh, to go upstairs before um, I do the show. I tried multiple times. She's not having it. So she's down laying on the couch. Uh, last time that happened, she's sleeping on the couch. Last time that happened, I said, I can't go ham on my impressions because Enchantress is down on the couch sleeping. But here's my conundrum squeezer. Oh, boy. It's, yeah, a, this Wrestle- is... it's a WrestleMania show. The fans are going to want Dusty. Ooh. They're going to want Vince. They're going to want Macho Man. They're probably going to want Ultimate Warrior. Not all in a row or I'll probably pass out from lack of yeah. oxygen. No, you have to do Warrior. You yeah, I have to do Warrior. Yeah. So you gotta, I, I need you to, you're going to have to recreate part of a, a pre-match meeting for me. 
Um, yeah, well, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I need, I need you to, you gotta do a recreation for me. I can't, I can't MacGyver the whole thing myself. Oh yeah, when you we're do, gonna, we're gonna MacGyver it with actors. You're, you're part five. You would MacGyver it. It'd still only be a minute and twenty nine seconds. Yeah, it's gonna be the shortest MacGyver ever. Right. Um, but yeah, so I'm, this is me apologizing. So my brother's texting me, I'm reading that and you know, I can't do two things at once, uh, but this is I me apo you. apologizing to Enchantress ahead of time for when I wake her up, uh, with my bad impressions on the, and also no. E-Rock and everybody else who absolutely loathes my impressions. Hold on, let me see. <laughs> I'm glad you, you know, you can appreciate me for, uh, my lack of ability to maintain two thoughts at the same time when something's happening. Because you and I are in the same boat. Like, if there's a blinking, if like I'm reading something and you're talking to me, right? It, it's not going into my brain. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he's we're, we're talking about an issue at work. Oh no. All right. Well, I mean. I was gonna have him shoot something for me tomorrow, but if you want to fire Ian, I understand. <laughs> uh, no, not, not quite yet. Uh, anyway, um, we—it's been more than a week since we did a show because we popped out of the gate with a Monday show last week. That's right. Then we were in Chocolate Town, Pennsylvania, a little hurt trip to Hershey. Yeah. Um, and now we are here. On the cusp of WrestleMania, what is it, like 30-something? Uh, 38. WrestleMania 38. Yeah. And the first WrestleMania I watched live was seven. <laughs> Makes wow. me feel old. I mean, I, I got into it again. Like, I was in the Hulk Hogan as a kid and everything, and I watched rest, Rock and Wrestling. But I didn't get really into wrestling until the summer. Of Wait, no, 39. 39, so even older. Uh, the summer of 91, right after WrestleMania 6. Uh, so Warrior was the champion. Hogan was uh, feuding with Earthquake, and all was good in my life, being a huge wrestling fan. And I told the story multiple times on the show, but just, you know, because we're killing time. Uh, I f followed it. I didn't drop out when everyone else did during the new generation. I, I stuck with it through the Attitude Era. When I dropped off was probably the start of, what, Ruthless Aggression Era, 2004? Yeah, I hung in another two years after I was through sick because I, I hung in through college because we'd hang out and just you know what else would you do party so yeah through six and then like because I, I was I was reading stuff and then I'm like I don't remember this and it happened like oh seven and it wasn't even like an intentional well, I'm done it just you miss one then you miss another and next thing you know you don't even realize it and then I got back in for a little bit I guess uh, I don't know, in the teens-ish? I don't, um... Extent. I probably, I was really out of it until we started doing the show, and I started kind of, a little before the show. I started collecting again, probably a year before we did the show. Um, I started, like, you know, collecting everything again. <laughs> and that's what, mm -hmm. the genesis of the show. I'm like, we gotta do this show. And I'm like, I'm... I need to talk. I need a venue to talk about my Congo action figures. Um, I started watching WrestleMania. That's it. Um, but this past year, and then rewatching, I had the network and just rewatching old superstars and old pay per views that made me fun. But 
this past year, I got really into the bloodline shit with Cody, Cody Rhodes coming back. It all started with WrestleMania last year. We were watching in the truck during Phantoms when Cody mm-hmm. came back. And I was like, oh man, this is exciting. That was a year ago. It was a year ago. Oh, God. Then he got injured. Uh, Justin, hello. Aloha. And hello. No, he got injured. She was out. But the whole bloodline stuff has been fucking great. Um, a lot of the stuff they're doing is since Hunter's taking over creative. Uh, I, I think creative is is Hunter, Bruce, Pritchard, um, Michael P.S. Hayes, and Paul Heyman. And how can you go wrong with that group of wrestling minds right there? Yeah. Yeah, no, the whole product, like the whole card uh, is... Uh... Like it feels like everything has a place there. Like there isn't a match on. There. No, there, there's definitely matches on there that are just thrown together. Come on, that that uh, the Chelsea Green women, women, women. The 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 thing there is the Liv Morgan and uh, Ronda Rousey thing, but that is just a get everyone yeah. in the card match. Well, they're getting they're getting them on, but they're still building up to it. But I would say this: WrestleMania isn't WrestleMania without a get them all in the card match. Oh no. No, I I, I disagree with the fact that I you think everything on the card has a place, because there's a lot. There's two days. There's a yeah. lot on there, but I think that there's a lot on there that does have a good storyline. You know, back to the old you know Russo Bruce days, and when Cornette when they when everyone had a storyline from the lowest guy to the, the top. Uh yeah, but there is some. I don't even know the whole card, but you know from what they announced so far. There's some stuff on there that is like, well, that's that's getting them on the lineup. Yeah, there's uh, there's two the the to the two showcases, really. Everything else has a decent. Uh, Even that kid from YouTube and uh, knocking out the uh, the other dude. That's that's decent stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm Chris's. Making jokes. Make it well, then get on the show. Yeah, no, he's not even listening. Off. He's not even listening. He's but all work, no play makes Chris a double boy. Uh, uh, the one thing that's sad is I was really pumped for uh, the Bray Wyatt stuff and that kind of fizzle. I don't know where he is. There's no WrestleMania match. Um, that is strange. Yeah, apparently it's. Uh, I don't know. Nonetheless, uh, here we are, and uh, we uh, they finally fired Ike Perlmutter from Marvel. I was like, how the fuck does that guy still have a job? <laughs> that piece of shit. Uh, almost tanked the Marvel Universe until uh, Kevin Feige finally went to fucking Bob Iger and was like, can, you, can I not answer this piece of shit? <laughs> Ike Perlmutter was an exi- is that is that how it actually went down? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Huh. It was about having Robert Downey Jr. I think in Spider Man No Way Home or Spider Man Homecoming. He right. didn't want to pay Robert Downey all that money, um, and I he went he basically he pretty much went uh, to Kevin Feige went to Bob Iger was like, hey, this is I'm, I love that I keep making your your company money. But could I stop having to deal with this piece of shit toy dealer? Like Ike Perlmutter owned Toybit, was one of the owners of Toybiz when they bought Marvel and then were bought by Disney. I uh, love how that gives someone creative control. Right. Yeah. So Ike was let go. 
by Disney today. So sad. And the 7,000 layoffs. I don't know how Ike Perlmutter is going to get by. I, don't, I can't believe he was still getting a check cut from Disney. Fucking Ike Perlmutter. Yeah, he uh, mm. he he sold beauty products. He got into uh, he was with Coleco, uh, and then Remington Products, and then um, he was actually on the Marvel Comics board of directors, and he owned Marvel. Yeah, he and Avi Arad bought to uh, of Toy Biz. Yeah, I don't know how it works, but yeah. He shouldn't have been having any uh, say in how uh, uh, Marvel movies get. He's 80. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude's old. But, yeah, I just saw he was shit canned today. I was like, oh, here's a tear for Ike Perlmutter, <laughs> a billionaire. Uh, yeah, I mean, no longer what? Has at a that job. point, like, I guess you don't want to retire. Do you like the the power? I mean, you keep the money rolling. I, I think his current keep... job was just a uh, a placeholder. He really had no power or authority. Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly, couldn't Kevin Feige just, just uh... cut his nuts off and went to yeah. uh, went right to to Bob Iger and said, "Let me just make my fucking Marvel movies." Um. But uh, yes, I haven't. We, we've been working so much. I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen a movie in a while. Yeah, there's actually a couple of. Like, I I gotta see Mario. I guess. Mario, uh, yes, yeah. that comes out. Um, yeah, it looks cool. I, I'm. Uh, well, you know what? My, my only saving grace is one. They're hilarious. But uh, I don't know. It's gonna be like because in my head, there's that voice. Oh, you're you know, one of them. Who gives a fuck uh, no, about no, the no, voice? No, I, I, I'm not one of them. I, I, kind, I was. You know, he's gonna do an impression of the me. It's, it's me. It's Mario. But oh, you yeah, need, you course. need someone with comedic timing, not yeah. doing a bad Italian American Italian accent. Exactly, and it would get old through a whole movie, right. Doing that, and if you can kind of explain it the way, like what they did with Rescue Rangers, right. Like, when I first saw that, I'm like, bullshit, you can't do that. This is what they sound like. Then I saw it, and I go, oh, that was fucking great. Yeah, um, just ask Enchantress how it was being in Italy with me, walking around going, the next spot that we go is going to be the fountain, huh? <laughs> She's like, Ryan, well, one of I these mean, people are going to kill you. I mean, you're just trying to fit in, right? I mean, that's <laughs> how... Everything I know about Italians comes from three things. Uh, I learned how to count and drive from The Godfather, or uh, tell my days, Monday, Tuesday, I, I know that. Um, I know uh, how Mario talks to me, and then uh, whatever the full-blooded Italians did uh, in like Little Guido in their stint in ECW, mm. like that's my you know knowledge of Italian uh, culture. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, but it's got hysterical actors in it. Charlie Day yeah. as Luigi is gonna be great. <laughs> I just know it. I was always Luigi as the little brother. I'm more excited oh, for Air than I am. I mean, Mario's going to be great, but Air looks fucking great. Ben Affleck directing, him and Damon together, uh, producing the movie together, telling the story of Nike and Air Jordan. I, that looks fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. 
I'm excited for May 5th, 2023. Probably the most excited I've been for a movie in a long time. Because, you know, to be to be fair, I was not that excited for the Batman. I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'll go see it. And then I saw it and I'm like, fuck. But this is something I'm really excited for. And that's that's Guardians 3, Squeezer. Oh, yeah. Guardians 3 comes out May 5th. Uh, I, I don't know. I know there's a lot of... Uh, did you know? I, I I just read it today. They they confirmed it, I guess. But uh, uh, they're casting a Clayface. Yeah, for the Batman too. Yeah. You're reading comicbook.com. I see. I I. I am. <laughs> uh, this is. I am catching up. Like you said, we were in our own little. It was like two to three weeks of just living in a little work bubble. Yeah, I mean, I whatever they do, terrible. I'll fucking love it. I I. I if they go with like that old school original kind of, I mean, because unless they completely like make a swerve and go all supernatural on it, uh, I think it's a cool. I think they they like their serial killers. I mean, how do we know what they like? There's one movie. Well, yeah, but you just get a sense of it. I think, I think so. What I heard they're doing in. Um, penguin is they casted a holiday killer so they're gonna have someone play the holiday killer mm-hmm. um so they're doing essentially uh the long halloween which it seemed like they were and instead of um batman going to see calendar man in prison i think there's going to be something along the lines of silence of the lambs batman and joker a clarice starling hannibal lecter type vibe to find who this killer is Clayface perhaps mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know what the hell they're doing but I know I saw that they, ca- they cast some guys the holiday killer I was like oh shit they are doing Long Halloween although the holiday killer in the Long Halloween spoilers was Harvey Dent but um, you know yeah count, they could do count, they did Calendar Man and uh, The Suicide Squad it was James Gunn's brother that was pretty cool I saw that I was like oh shit that's Calendar Man um, deep cuts Batman shit right there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll fucking watch a Clayface, the Batman movie. Um, I just watched, I just watched it, uh, right before we left, I think. What? It's a good movie. What are you talking about? The Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. We watched it one night. And I was like, I rewatched things. the Batman. I was gonna play video games, and I wound up just watching it the whole time because it was so good. And then I think, yeah, and then I think I was watching. Oh, it was right uh, after uh, uh, Last of Us ended. And then I like go into HBO, and I'm like, I have nothing to watch. I mean, I have plenty to watch, but I'm like, I got nothing. I'm like, oh, I'll watch Batman. <laughs> Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, that uh, Honor Among Thieves looks good. Tetris comes out or came out already. That looks good. Um, there's a, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of movies coming out. I want to see, but I'm most excited for. Uh, 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 Guardians three because fuck, it's the end of it's the end of a trilogy plus. Yeah. 
Um, I'll see. I want to see Shazam: Fear of the Gods too. We have no critic shit on it. Um. Yeah, it's just. I think you're a completionist. <laughs> no, I just you know I like I like seeing movies in theaters. Uh, I never got to see Cocaine Bear. We'll have to watch that. Enchantress saw it, but we'll have to watch that on our own. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's news, I guess. I don't have much else to talk about. Yeah. I, you know, I've been out of the loop. Yeah. And and honestly, I've been uh, yeah, watching a lot of wrestling and then preparing for this. I, I love it. These are those... If there's one show that is the ultimate rabbit hole show, it's doing a wrestling show. Yeah, I I, I didn't get too far in the rabbit hole, but that's that's the difference between me and you. You go to an, have you been just watching wrestling for this, or do you just decide to start getting into wrestling all of a sudden just because of uh, WrestleMania? No, I've been watching for a uh, couple weeks now. You watching say... Raw and SmackDown? No, just Raw. And then I kind of just fast forward through it, and if I see something, I watch it for a split second, or it's on in the background. Mm. Although I did, I set a recording for SmackDown on Friday, since it's you know the go home show one, but the go home show. Figure catch up on that, but and then yeah, but then in prepping for this, watching a, a ton of it, um, I can't. Uh, I can I I watch just the highlights on YouTube. I can't stick with the fucking full show. It's me. Just can't. It's too much. No. There's a lot. Trying you don't to have to pay attention during the whole thing. We're watch we're currently watching Ted Lasso. We're currently watching Mandalorian. We're currently watching Shrinking. We're currently watching Um Daisy Jones and the Six. We're currently watching Jack Ryan season three. We're currently you like you got a lot of things like a lot of lot of things going on, Squeezer. I, I, are you caught up on Mando? No. No, I, I, I honestly... Uh, fuck, since we left. Only one episode came out <laughs> oh, while dude. we were gone. What? I'm, I'm, I'm three behind. There's only three episodes out. Well, today, four. Yeah. Five. No, four is out today. Mm. Trust me, four is out today. All right, good. I'm not that far behind. Yeah. Uh, you don't watch Ted Lasso, right? No. Yeah, that's good. It's a great show. So good. Shrink. You don't have Apple TV. That's why. No. Shrinking's on there too. It's good. And Tetris comes out soon on there, too. That looks really good. Excited for that. Excited for a little Tetris movie action. Been playing a lot of Tetris for Game Boy on my. Uh yeah, this is uh episode five came out. Did it today? Yeah. I thought I was only one. Uh, huh. I I, we were looking yesterday and it said three, but because I told. Enchantress, I was like, look, you're only, I only, I watched two, but it was really dark, so I wanted to rewatch it, <laughs> and we'll catch up eventually. Yeah, it's easy enough, like, I can probably, episode three was 58 minutes, so fuck. Oh, geez, seriously? That's like both the first two combined. Yep. All right, because I was going to say, oh, it's easy, because I can just binge. I can probably binge it all after the show tonight. Nope. But that's not going to happen now. All right, maybe I watch three. Sheesh. Um. Yeah, so there's just a lot. 
A lot of shit. And then I'm re- re-watching Silicon Valley because I never finished that. Hmm. Um, did you ever finish that? No. Yeah, six seasons, so. Yeah. And then uh, starting tomorrow, uh, you'll have baseball to watch. To- Thank God it's at four, though. <laughs> Yeah. And with that pitch clock, by God, it should be done oh, by fucking like five. An hour and a half. Right, five thirty. At the, I'll give it to the yeah. longest. Yeah, because we all know it's gonna work. Just uh, yeah, that pitch clock is gonna blow your fucking dicks off. Uh-huh. Man. It's gonna make the game so much better. So much better and faster. Like mm-hmm. everyone will be home to their kids before sun's down. That's that's a guaranteed. God damn it. We saw it firsthand. You better be drinking beer, not coffee. It's beer. All right. It's going to yell at you if it wasn't. Nope. Nope. I, I left room today. I'm back on the wagon. I thought you, you were. <laughs> what were you talking about today, food-wise? I'm not even on the wagon. I was laying on the ground, and the wheels are rolling over me. Right. But no, someone said something as we were about to go walk to Sheets about food. Oh, I don't even. And know. I'm like, I thought you were getting I back on the so wagon. Many funny things throughout the day. Was it? Uh... Oh, it was poutine at PJ's. That's what it was. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, I thought you were getting back on the wagon. You're like, no, I'm sticking on the stand on the floor. Yeah. How... No, no, I got it. I'm, I'm tracking. I'm, tra- I'm back to the tracking. Back to the tracking. Back to the tracking. Do you mind me asking how far, like, how much damage you did? Uh, probably I I don't probably put about seven on. Okay, that's not that's not too bad. That's a big shit for you. Yeah, it, it, but it, it's like there is like a big like there was like actual like some definition and like what do you mean some definition and cardio and and muscle mass and it completely if I don't stay on this thing it just goes to hell in a heartbeat wait you getting abs going huh no no like the no not at well yeah somewhere in there they're probably there what definition are we talking about i want to i want to see it i want to get hard more my more my my face i'm fluffing it up a bit yeah more my face i i see the the second i look in the mirror i go oh we're getting chunky I don't notice it. I guess I. I think you oh. look. You still look adorable and fine. Well, I am. I am adorable. I just want to be adorable, and as my mom would say, it's about being heart healthful. Well, yeah, it oh, is and good. I want to just scream at her for just saying healthful. As I drink like sixteen beers in a night, I'm like, yeah, you, you want to do good things for your heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I didn't eat today. <laughs> I should have some. Right. That's good for your heart. Yeah. All right. Well, we're talking uh, retro WrestleMania moments, too. And I guess I should I go first this week. So here is my first retro WrestleMania moment. Everybody, we're gearing up for WrestleMania 5, live from Trump Plaza Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, Sunday afternoon, April the 2nd. And yes, you can join us on a pay-per-view basis when the mega powers explode. That's right. Earlier on, we heard from the World Wrestling Federation champion, Macho Man Randy Savage. 
hot on the heels of those comments we have to hear from the challenger, Hulk Hogan. Even though I knew exactly how you felt about me, Macho Man, at this point, I was letting everything slide, brother. I was just hoping that that cancer that was tearing you apart might go into remission, that everything would straighten itself out. But when I saw Akeem and the big boss man coming down on you, there was no way I was going to let the boss man brutalize you with a stick like he did to me. And as far as our manager goes, Elizabeth, there was no way I was going to let her get in the danger zone. That's why I was there, brother, right when you needed me. And then, of course, Macho Man's rebuttal. Oh, yeah, Hulk Hogan, I remember way back when, when the mega powers were bonded, yeah. You made a lot of promises to the macho man, didn't you? Promises that you didn't keep. I remember one specific one, yeah. You promised that Elizabeth would never be in a dangerous position. You broke that promise, didn't you, Hulk Hogan? And who had to come in and make that critical save? The macho man, Randy Savage, covering for Hogan again. What, I mean, why am I playing? I could just do it for you, Scooby Sir. <laughs> yeah, he had lust in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. You know, I'm looking at a picture of, of the Mega Powers, and it's uh, Ma- Macho Man Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan standing next to each other mm-hmm. with Elizabeth in the middle. Um, and they look practically the same height. But their build heights are Hogan is six foot eight and Savage is six foot two. <laughs> but damn it, if they're not the exact same height. That's some. Uh, is that some forced perspective? Uh, it must be. Macho Man must be some, way closer to the camera, shit. and Elizabeth must be forty feet long. No, it's <laughs> it's that Hogan is not six foot eight. He's is not what I'm six saying. Foot He's probably like six foot. Th- Three. Or if Macho says he's six foot two, he's probably six foot, and Hogan's probably like six foot. I mean, he is hunched over a little. Yeah, but he's not six foot eight. Come on. He's not six foot he's eight. He's not no. six foot eight. Let me tell you something, brother. Um, this the Mega Powers formed as a tag team after WrestleMania 4 when Macho won the belt. Yeah, yeah, I got the title, the big title. That's the, the debut, Squeezer, of that Winged Eagle Championship belt right there. Oh, you love that belt. Oh, fuck God. Yeah, I love that belt. Me and Cody Rhodes love that belt, baby. <laughs> um, They uh, they were a, uh, a, a wrestling team, and they were the biggest fucking story in wrestling. You had the two biggest wrestlers, Macho Man and Hogan, as a tag team with Elizabeth uh, in the middle as their valet. But the the like driving them apart for the WrestleMania five culmination to give put the strap back on Hogan. Uh, that was the fucking the p- mega powers explode. Yeah. Um, SummerSlam 98, uh, I'm sorry, SummerSlam 88, uh, they went against Andre the Giant and uh, Ted DiBiase, who were the Mega Bucks. Uh, that was like, there was little signs of uneasy, but the, the split came with a, a match against the Twin Towers. Um, Because uh, uh, they started a Survivor Series in 88, Squeezer. Hogan and Savage captain the team that faced uh, a team headed by Big Boss Man and Akeem. 
who are billed as the Twin Towers, and Akeem weirdly being some... I don't know why they, they wanted to, like, fucking rib Dusty so bad. But Akeem <laughs> the African Dream was kind of a, a one-man gang gimmick against uh, Dusty Rhodes, the, the American Dream, baby. Baby, I, if you, if making fun of the American Dream is what puts money on your table, baby, go ahead and do it. Um, so they won the match, but during the post-match posing, Hogan must pose. Um, Hogan was acting friendly towards Miss Elizabeth. He had lust in his eyes. <laughs> um, so the, that was like the start of the uneasy relationship. Then, uh, in a, a, a Royal Rumble, Hogan eliminated Savage uh, from the match because Hogan's a little bitch. <laughs> I, I mean, he's not. He was my childhood hero. Oh, sure. uh, and then in February of 89, NBC's main event two that's when the two wrestled the Twin Towers. And during this match, a Savage got thrown out of the ring onto Miss Elizabeth, knocking her unconscious. So Hogan carried Miss Elizabeth back to the medical arena area, um, which made them double team uh, Savage, but not in a good way. And that's when the relationship was over. Uh, so the mega powers exploded. At WrestleMania five, and they challenged him for the heavyweight belt. Um, so it reads that most of the lead up to the match involved two things: the first being Savage showing uh, footage to prove Hogan lusted after Miss Elizabeth. After which Hogan would respond by showing footage in its proper context, because the footage was heavily edited and out of context, with an explanation and the question of whose corner would Miss Elizabeth be in? The beautiful Miss Liz. She she announced she'd be in a neutral cor- corner. The, I'll take I'll go with the winner. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Smart, smart lady." Yeah, battle for my affection. I'll take the winner. Uh, and of course, they decided to settle the score at Trump's uh, Atlantic City. The site of WrestleMania Four was also the site of WrestleMania Five. Um, at uh, one of Trump's casinos in Atlantic City, I think Taj Mahal or something like that. Yeah, I think that was the one that was there at the time, right? There was there's Trump Plaza, Trump Taj Mahal. There's a lot. Uh, it might have been Trump Plaza actually. So, um, I stayed there. Was, uh... I'm staying at the former. I think Trump Taj is where Pla- uh, now the Plaza's ho- gone now. Yeah. No, I sp- I stayed at the Marina. That's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Trump Taj is now the Hard Rock, and that's where we're staying for adjacent fest with Blink One Eight Two and Paramore. If you're gonna be there, hit me up. We'll party. Um, okay. You're not going. No. Unless it's Bluey I just, performing I just live. That would be fucking awesome. <laughs> I'd go. So um, Hogan wins the belt against uh, Savage, and then Savage goes on to become a heel, or he becomes the Macho King, and Sensational Queen Sherry becomes his valet. Um Hogan would go on to drop the belt to Warrior the following year, um, which then Warrior would drop to to Slaughter, who would drop it to Hogan, who would drop it to Undertaker, who would drop it all together, which Flair won. And then by WrestleMania 8, (laughs) three WrestleManias later, Savage won it again. If you go WrestleManias, it was Savage, Hogan, Warrior, Hogan, Savage. (laughs) 
So Savage Hogan, Warrior, Hogan Savage. It was like a mm-hmm. palindrome of winning the title belt. <laughs> and then Hogan, and then it was Brett, it was Yoko and Hogan in nine. So if only he would have won it in 10, Savage would have won it in 10, it could have continued. Because it was Hogan 9, and then WrestleMania 10 was Brett again. Brett the Hitman Heart. All right, that's uh, Mega Powers. Yeah, explode. Oh, so I, 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 I dug shortly after. And someone, because apparently Reddit's obsessed with this, or forms, but uh, they're trying to figure out Hogan's height. And uh, they got... Uh, hmm. Vader, so they compared him standing face to face with Vader at Starcade, mm-hmm. and I think ninety five. Mm-hmm. And oh no, a Super Brawl, uh, and Vader's official NFL uh, like height is six two, mm-hmm. and Hogan might have an inch on him. Yeah, that's what we said. Maybe six three. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're using science here. Hmm. But also, those NFL fucking heights are also. Sometimes vanitied up, so. Sure. Yeah, so it could even be. But yeah, I mean, even 6'2", you'd think they go 6'3", right? Yeah. But yeah, 6'8", no. Yeah, no. That's like Jake saying he was six foot tall. <laughs> Aw. Oh, that was, that was a good day. That was funny. All right, here is your first pick. This might stand as my favorite uh, entrance ever, period. Yeah. Uh, and you know me, I love a good entrance. And it, it's, like in, over time, you know, there's bigger ones, there's better ones, you know. But there's, I don't know, maybe it was the time, like, it being, like, new, and, like, this was, like, it was just so cool. So, like, the they had the WrestleMania, uh, circle entrance at the time it was just like a, a which entrance what year was this this was uh 14 uh so yeah 98 this was the same this was the mike tyson right. wrestlemania this was uh this was be- this Kane. was his last as uh he'd be american badass the next year right no no you still had time yet this was 
this was like right before he started transitioning into you still your ministry of darkness yet oh yeah right um, then it was this is probably my maybe my favorite time of undertaker incarnation like it's uh he had his the dead man stuff he had previously come off of hell in the cell with you know uh mankind and then he had the cane feud uh and then the ministry of darkness stuff then he goes, yeah, American badass. Then he's they, that for a couple years. They consider this Lord of Darkness era. Yes, Lord of then Darkness. Then Ministry of Darkness, Dead Man. Then American badass was 2000. Yeah. yeah. And then and, and then before Evil. then, after, then, then they kill him. They bury him alive at Survivor Series in 03. And then in 04, he comes back with the Dead Man gimmick and doubles down. I think that might be the best Undertaker. Like, 04... To like oh seven oh eight or something like that, because it was like this one. Like, I wasn't watching. Streamlined and polished. Oh, it was so he was so good at at that point. Um, I think that's when he was at it, and I think that's when he was at it. Did his best wrestling too. I liked uh, American Badass. It was pretty cool. I liked it, and then I'm like, okay, I kind of missed the. Uh, uh, I I missed the actual. I I missed the gimmick. After a while, yeah, I think well, it was yeah, just the right amount of time. I, I was just watching because then I went through and I was looking at his other entrances, and it was WrestleMania nineteen seventeen. I'm so bad at numbers. Uh, when Limp Bizkit opened up for him, mm. yeah. So Limp Bizkit performed Rolling, and then he's like, you know, fist bumping, hugging Fred Durst in the ring after riding his bike down to the ringside. And then he went, it was a handicap match against Big Show and Albert. They ne I love how they never explained why he was just the American. It was just, he was still the Undertaker, but he was yep. the American badass Undertaker. Yep. It was brilliant. They just, yeah. fans will forget. They'll move on. Mm -hmm. That's all they care about. They want to be entertained week to week. Uh, but th this entrance, like I said, I love a good entrance. And this one, it, it compared to, especially compared to some of Triple H's as the years went on. Uh, and even some of the Undertaker's bigger ones. This was kind of clean, but, I mean, give me some O Fortuna and uh, dudes in uh, druids in cloaks and torches. We need yeah. druids. Yeah. Got Lots of them. God then, damn it. Uh, then WrestleMania. Yeah, then that, maybe that was 19. Or what, no, 17. All right, I'm going to stop. Because then... 20 he comes back to face Kane after he's buried alive and that's when he comes back with the dead man gimmick and it's the similar entrance the druids come out do the torches this is when Paul Bearer comes back after all those years oh yes that's when he, like, I haven't done my Paul Bearer in so long everyone's gonna be very mad squeezer <laughs> Uh, if the wrestling, if the oh, they're doing a wrestling show. I'm not watching that. Oh, they're doing a wrestling show and there's impressions. I'm in. I'm in. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't done Paul Barron forever. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a good point. Oh, the Undertaker when he teams with my other son, King. The world will know that I am. A <laughs> 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 just keep going higher and higher. That's what he, he did. Like, that was his gimmick. Pop. <laughs> yeah. Undertaker was... That guy was fucking great, man. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, I, I love my my favorite. The, the, the spectacle uh, of WrestleMania, I mean, I would put up there at the top five of all time. If you look at him ranked, everyone loves to put Shawn Michaels on his uh, uh, zip, line. zip line up there. But Whether Jake believes it or not, HBK is the fucking man. Of course he's the fucking man. I, my only problem with the zip line thing was, and it was cool, but then you got to take the harness off. And it was kind of like that awkward, okay. We did that. Oh, Triple H has some pretty badass entrances. Oh, he, he he had the best ones. Yeah. He had the best ones. The King of Kings. Yeah. Stephanie introducing him. Mm-hmm. Wearing that oh, skeleton yeah. mask. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love me a good entrance. But still, this one's still my my favorite. All right, well, that's uh, Squeezy's favorite. Um, I guess my second pick. Uh, we're not even an hour in yet, and I'm on my second pick, which is good timing. Uh, yeah, well, we don't, we don't, we haven't been uh, living the life lately. We no. didn't have anything to talk about. There it is. You know something? You know, wait a second. I judged you wrong. That's true. That that was kind of nice. It gave me that. Kind of arrow musk, uh, early goat's flavor in my lungs and yeah, yeah. made my skin yellow. You know, yeah. you, would you happen to have one of those for me? I'd like to smoke one of them. Would you mind just light up one of them puppies and, and give it on over to all hot rod here? Would you do that for me? Yo, Mr. Downey, give me that smoke, would you? Yeah! I think the fire is out, Jess. Ah, Piper's Pit from WrestleMania 5. With Morton Downey Jr. and Brother Love. And you listen to something the Russell podcast and hear Bruce talk about this. Um, they're like, God damn, Bruce, can you get Piper? And he's never met Piper. So he calls Piper and he's like, We're gonna oh, hi yuck. what are we gonna do then? I got that smoke. <laughs> I can't do a good Piper. Oh hey then our kid. Hiya. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's spot on. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, I got this. Oh. It, it, that's like that's like Mario being Italian. <laughs> it's a me, uh, Roddy Piper. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like Wario. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he tells Piper that they were going to do this gimmick and he's going to make fun of him. He's going to come out in a kilt first with Morton Downey Jr. And then they pull off the kilt. He's in his red panties. Uh, brother love and then morton morton downey was like this hated trash tv um like pre jerry springer talk show host mm-hmm. and uh he they he was like top of the world piece of shit at that point when he came i don't think i actually ever watched it i never watched it i knew it was on i only knew him from uh, revenge of the nerds 3 uh, wow that is that's the most kelly family movie i've ever heard of <laughs> The next generation. <laughs> he plays the um, the the jocks like guy trying to get the nerds, you know, out of the school. 
So the next generation's not nerds in love is rough. Next generation's pretty good. I think I've seen it. It's not bad. I, I like it. Well, you also think Caddyshack too is a work of art. I love the Revenge of the Nerds too. Nerds in Paradise. <laughs> the Hotel Coral Essex. They break the lights and say hot oral sex. Come on, that's a that's a <laughs> fucking million dollar joke right there. So yeah, I only knew um, Morton Downey Jr. from A Revenge of the Nerds and the fact that Morton Koopa Jr. was named after him, one of the Koopling Squeezer. Is that really where it comes from? Yep, that's his American name, Morton, Morton nice, Koopa Martin. Jr. Hmm. Ludwig von Koopa is named after Ludwig von Beethoven. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all have names. They're all kind of like superstar names from I read once. Um, I can't remember everyone's Iggy, Iggy Pop. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to come off the top of my head. Lemmy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there was Lemmy. Mm-hmm. Ludwig. He was the one with the glasses, right? Yeah. Sunglasses. Mm-hmm. No, that was Roy. Roy. Yeah. Iggy, Wendy, Morton, and Larry. Bowser's Children, Mario Brothers 3. Um, but yes, this segment was great. I loved Piper's Pit. And I, I loved all those shows, like the various talk shows that were on uh, Superstars and whatnot. Piper's Pit being one of the best. But of course, the Brother Love show uh, was what introduced me to me uh we'll talk more about the barbershop upcoming and one of my next picks um there was the funeral parlor parlor with paul paul bearer today's guest is gonna be jake the snake roberts (laughs) (laughs) um i think uh hbk had one the heartbreak hotel uh, yeah, there's a few. They all, they all. That's that's what you did when you just had to sit out. You got, you got a little talk show segment. We'll build a little set. But yeah, they'll start with Piper's Pet. Uh, Morton Downey Jr. Good stuff. Funny stuff when you're a kid. So I didn't obviously watch those lives, but like when I went to Blockbuster to rent something, and if it was my pick, I was allowed to get whatever I wanted. I was gonna rent an old WrestleMania. <laughs> Oh, that's I. Yeah, I mean that's how I like caught up. That's how you, like the majority. I didn't really understand the timeline or anything, you no. know, of going face to heel or anything. But I just liked watching Hulk Hogan, so I would always rent five because that was one of the most Hulk Hogan, yeah, ones. That one was really boring. Two was good. I liked running three and five the most. Didn't rent four because Hogan was barely in it wrestling Andre the Giant and the. Had to be awesome, a weird thing, but so I think the first thing I did when I started getting it was '97 when I got back in. Oh, um, see, you had more to rent at that point. I had more to rent, but when I and well, there was I had so, one through five, and eventually six came to Blockbuster. But yeah, I had one so through five, seven. So I missed pretty much what I missed, like eight through twelve. Yeah, or something like that, eight through thirteen. Mm-hmm. I missed, but the first one I went and I got was WrestleMania 10. 
and I remember watching that in like '97. Yeah, I, I would tape. We'd wa- I'd watch them live because we had open pay per view. I didn't have to pay for it, and I'd t- I'd tape them all. And so I taped WrestleMania Seven was the first one I taped, and then I taped all the pay per views subsequ- subsequently after that. But I have to rent them, and they only had a few of the Rumbles and Survivor Series and SummerSlams, but they had all the WrestleManias. So I'd rent WrestleMania Five a lot, and then we did the whole dub to dub eventually because my dad was sick of me running the same show over and over. <laughs> uh, and that was my second pick squeezer here is yours hit the slaughter so much for brother love uh, that is not an even battle like a soldier beating up a mater d brother love is history slaughter is gone slaughter the big man watch this watch this the iron oh. sheik wins it you the iron sheik wins it the iron sheik wins it I told you I told you the iron sheik well Pick up a buck or two from me. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, you talked about timing. Whoa, what's this? Again. He's not going to forget the Iron Sheik. He's not going to forget 10 years ago. And then go Cobra Clutch. Cobra Clutch. Sergeant Slaughter. Katie, bar the door. What's going to happen? Well, you can't put him out because he's not conscious. Take a look at those boots. He should reach up and hook his nostril with one of those toes and beal him to the corner. He's got to go down. There he is. He's going out. The delight of this crowd. The Iron Sheik. Father salute. Wins the battle. But I'm not so certain that he has won the war here tonight in front of this record. Ah, the gimmick battle Uh, royale. Gimmick battle royale. Uh... WrestleMania 17. And it, it's almost like everything that you love about a Royal Rumble and they just crammed into a four-minute match. And the the entrances took longer than the match itself. <laughs> and you just wanted to see who was going to come out next. Um, and yeah, it was gimmicky, but it's the gimmick battle royale. Was it a, a great match? God, no. None of these guys can move. And the the and it is the fact is the reason the Iron Sheik won it is because he couldn't go over the top rope. Right. That's why the Sheik won. Uh, and then of course Sheik you know, baby. You, you know you got and then you got to put Slaughter over top of him at, at the end, of course. But um, yeah, it, it was fun. You had some guys like oh I don't. I mean you probably remember because you were a little more uh, in the. Gobbledygooker was the best. He should have uh, won the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They should have just you know found another way out. But Michael Hayes, um, uh, Corny, and um, and Bruce were just in the corner, fucking throwing haymakers at each other. Yeah, trying to stay out of everyone's way. <laughs> and and the, the the fact that yeah he he was one of the last to go. That brother love state hung in there. Yeah, because he booked it. Um, he booked it, and while everyone else was given. Not not a choice, but they got the call. It's like, hey, do you want to be in the gimmick battle royale? And everyone's like, oh yeah, sure. I think the Red Rooster was the only one that said no. Of course you so did, Terry asked. Taylor. Um, but uh, the the only one that didn't have a choice was Bruce. Yeah, right. You're gonna be in it. Um, my favorite, and then of course, <laughs> Bobby Heenan and Mean Gene are just so fucking great in it. Uh, my favorite was when Doink comes down. 
Earthquake, and, I was pop the goon, Duke the Dumpster, Drozzy. Yeah, but a doink comes down, and Mean Gene goes, you got to love this guy. And Bobby Heenan just goes, why? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Repo Man. Repo Man, Kamala. There was a lot of new generation. I definitely loved yeah. it. Nikolai Volkov, of course. Oh, Michael, Michael Dick, Dick, Hayes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. They should have. My um, problem is they should have had one man gang come down as a keem. Yeah, it was. Uh, and, and some of them like weren't even gimmicks. Like it was just. Uh, tugboat was great seeing tugboat. Tugboat is. I mean, that's the epitome. You look at him, and that's like the epitome of a gimmick. I'm a sailor. No, I. Th- I think. Um, I think uh, Duke the dumpster Josie Duke too, the dumpster and the goon. Truly, and the goon. Um, it's like those occupation gimmicks. But, yeah, the occupation gimmicks. But like earthquake is not. I mean, fuck. I mean, if you think about it, you got Iron Sheik, Sergeant Slaughter, and Earthquake that were all like they weren't just silly gimmick wrestlers. They were main eventers. Right. They all had massive programs with Hogan. And but and multiple uh, promotions because the Shark also wrestled Hogan yeah. uh, for the, the the Dungeon of Doom for WCW. Yeah, Iron like Sheik was also WWF champion. Yeah, yeah, they're all champs. Uh, Doink the Clown had a pretty big run too. Yeah, but he's still a gimmick. Repo sure. Man was a horrible gimmick. That is like the most oh gimmicky. Of it. I mean, that's and it doesn't make any sense either. Because why is he a criminal? Yeah, I know that's like, Smash. Repo Man, like or... from from uh, Demolition too. That's when when you realize that Smash. That's the saddest part of that. Oh. He was in Demolition. He was part of the. BDSM tag team of the world and <laughs> but call the cooker. Uh Tugboat, Hillbilly oh. Jim. Brother Love. Sergeant Slaughter was a WWE champion too. I gotta yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah, it was all it was, that was a great, great I it, love it that. Was, it was a lot of fun. I was yeah, that was, was all, hard to hard to watch. That was the thing I was most excited for that year. Well, no, no, hard to watch in that like Physically, like watching you, almost like they were in pain <laughs> and it's, out of shape. It's good seeing the Bushwhackers again, though. Yeah, yeah, no, no, seeing them come out was is like a thrill. That's that's what you lived. For. It was the entrances, you right. know. And it's like, oh, who's gonna be next? Um, and yeah, then Sheik just tosses uh Hillbilly Jim and Sergeant Slaughter over at the same time at the end, as they're as they're eliminating Brother Love, so. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was it was a fun match. It was good timing, um, and everyone involved in it was like having a great time. It was just like fun for all those guys to show back up for a little bit and you know get paid. Oh, payday, yeah. most like yeah. Michael Hayes and Corny were also working for the company too. Oh uh, yeah, it's uh, and so was Slaughter. He was a fucking agent. Yeah, he he was he was still an agent at the time. Yeah. I think he's still. I think he's retired. Retired. Yeah, Slaughter's not there anymore. But he's still like. He's a legend. He's in the legends. He's contract. a legend. He's in. The, yeah, like they can go to him with like, hey, we need you to go on the show and show us all your action figures. Apparently, he has like every piece of merch about him ever made. I know. I saw that on uh, the yeah. the show. Yeah. The collecting show. Yeah, that was my favorite one. But uh, yes, uh, Justin, I was a huge Sergeant Slaughter mark too. Even when as a heel, <laughs> you would. Who's at his most hated? Yeah, like, Yay, Iraq! Like <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, here is my. What are we on? My third here. My third pick. 
God damn, he's a fucking heel. How about that crush on Mr. Perfect? Pretty impressive, big man. Pretty impressive. Oh, listen to Sherry now. I love this, big man. This is my favorite part of the show. Really nice to sit here for a change and watch a great athlete at work, McMahon. This Shawn Michael is great. Oh, I thought you were talking about our ring announcer, Howard Finkel. Give me a break. Sensational Sherry doing the vocals on this rendition. Just one of her many talents. So, WrestleMania 8 Squeezer marked the beginning of Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania run. Um, as a solo artist, he actually wrestled. I think WrestleMania five was his first, uh, WrestleMania, but he was in six, seven, uh, five, six, and seven with the rockers. And then the infamous barbershop segment where he super kicked Marty Jannetty through the window and started his Run at being one of the best to ever step in the squared circle squeezer. Mm -hmm. um, he wrestled in a match that isn't often talked about in WrestleMania, but goddamn was a good match. It was him and Tito Santana uh, and just a regular singles match, no belts on the line. Uh, and they went 1838. Cool. That's a long match for. The main Big event card, went on the line. 1828. Uh, Savage and Flair went the longest for the WWF Championship at 2504 because Savage and, and, and Flair can fucking work. And Bret Hart and Roddy Piper went 1851 for the Intercontinental Championship match. Wow. So it was the third longest match behind the title belt and the Intercontinental belt. So that's saying a lot. Yeah. The tag team match, Natural Disasters and Money Inc. only went 8.38. But, you know, that guy went, probably winded pretty pretty fast. Owen Hart defeated Skinner in a minute 36. <laughs> uh, Tatanka defeated Rick Martel in 4.33. Boss, here's one of your get them all on the card matches. Bossman, Virgil, Sergeant Slaughter, and Jim Duggan defeated the Mountie, the Nasty Boys, and Repo Man. Uh, oh man! An eight-man tag in six thirty-three. That's almost that's almost your your gimmick battle royale right there. It is. Undertaker defeated Jake Roberts in six thirty-six, and uh, the Bushwhackers defeated the Beverly Brothers in ten minutes even. Sean and Tito went eighteen thirty-eight. So uh, he uh, Sean Michaels started getting his first major push to the main event competitor. Because he would challenge Randy Savage for the WWE Championship, and you're Savage like, I want to work with this kid. Yeah, why? Uh, that was in Europe, and he challenged Brett. He became Brett's number one foe for the Intercontinental Championship in the United States. So I was listening to they re-released, um, I think Survivor Series '93 on something to wrestle with in the archives because obviously Bruce is getting ready for WrestleMania, and he was talking about Brett's book and. And that, you know, that that um, match where Brett 
Owen, Bruce, and the other Hart brother when we're supposed to go against Laura, uh, Jerry the King Lawler and his three knights. When was this? Yeah, 93. You probably missed this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you didn't get the Survivor not... Series yet. No. So um, Lawler got involved in some drama and with underage sex that wasn't true, apparently. I don't know. And he had to drop out. And Shawn Michaels took the spot. And they were out there playing the match. And like um, Bruce was like going meticulously through everything. And then the, and Brett's like, stop, stop, Bruce, Bruce. And then finally Shawn Michaels is like, Hey, dude, your brother is arguably the best wrestler in the world. I would shut up and listen to him if I were you. And that was Sean talking about Brett. Hmm. And Brett gave Sean all the credit for making that match as good as it was. Because apparently Terry Funk was supposed to be one of the nights, and the night before the match, he called Pritchard and said, Pritchard, it's Uh. Funker. (laughs) I was wondering how you're going to get him in. It's Funker. I'm flying home. My horse is sick. Sorry. And Pritchard called Vince and was like, yeah, Funker called. He's flying home. His horse is sick. And Vince's response was, ha ha, God damn it. Yeah, it is. Because <laughs> that was his excuse. You know, when he didn't want to do it. So, um, yeah, HBK. He just, that one kick after WrestleMania 7 to Marty Jannetty and that was like my first time liking a heel because I just thought he was so fucking cool mm-hmm. with his mullet his feathered mullet <laughs> god I fucking wanted to be HBK mm-hmm. so bad Liberace outfit <laughs> yeah well, like uh, honestly he should not be cool no <laughs> but he is he was also like the best in ring technician in the WWF yeah, it's so much fun to watch. Him and Bret Hart were the fucking, were the best. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Let's move on. Your uh, third match here, your third pick. Don't envy either man in this kind of matchup. Calling for the battle, we're underway here. You know, it's hard enough to breathe while I was walking around trying to play pin the tail on something. But to fight for your life in there with a guy like Jake the Stick. Blindfold match. Jake the Snake Roberts versus Rick Martell from WrestleMania 7. I love this whole gimmick. The arrogance thing was one of my favorite fucking gimmicks. Uh, the arrogance spray. Oh, I had. I, so what I would do is I'd take like the back cardboard cut up, uh, uh, back cardboard pieces of notebooks and like draw like arrogance like spray things and I'd cut them out and use them even though it was just cardboard. But yeah, I love that gimmick so fucking much. Uh, they worked so well together. So it started um, almost six months earlier when uh, Martel was going to spray Damien 
Jake went to stop him and got sprayed in the eyes and he was blind. And then they worked the being blind gimmick for quite some time. Yeah, they even did a whole shtick at the doctor's office with the fucking contacts. Yeah. Uh, and then it, it, slow, it built oh. to um, what was then going, now it was going to be a, a blindfold match so that Martell had to deal with the same situation that Jake did um, at the WrestleMania uh, when they come head to head. And man, you would think for a gimmick match, a blindfold match, it's going to be silly and sloppy. It fucking delivers. Well, it, it worked because such... Jake worked the crowd to be his eyes, and that yes. was fucking genius. I mean, you could tell I mean, it instantly. They can see through them if you had half a brain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you had half a brain. And especially <laughs> the two of them. And, and so it, the coolest thing about this was um, when I wanted to do this, I'm like, I know I remember Bruce talking about it at some point. And... So I went and I just Googled, like, the, the him and the, the match and stuff like that. And I was expecting to find, like, an old soundbite or something of him. You know, it turns out, that what is today, the 29th? Or it's the 30th well, it's the 30th now, now yeah. yeah. Uh, right now, at ago, this moment. Two days ago, on uh, the Snake Pit, Jake's uh, podcast released an episode dedicated to this the second part of this feud and this match at WrestleMania. Mm. It's great. Like it, it timed out perfectly. Like I, I went to go look for like him talking about it. And like three hours earlier, he released a podcast talking about the blindfold match at WrestleMania. So go check out the latest snake pit episode and stop listening to us and listen to Jake talk about it. Sometimes he just goes, yep. Yep. But other times he's got like, Great insight into it. Uh, he called uh, Meltzer. Uh, 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 what did he say? Stupid piece of shit. He's full of shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple times. FDM. But yeah, but um, yeah. He said the best part about the match was working with Martel, and he referred to him as like like driving a brand new Mercedes every time. Like he was so smooth. He was possibly the best ever to work with. He absolutely loved working with him. And the two of them worked it out. They did a couple dark matches and a couple house shows with this gimmick, working it out. And at first, Martel's like, it's not going to work. And then they did the house mat, the, the house shows, and it just, the crowd then was like so into it. And where the crowd goes insane, like as he's pointing and... And also, the idea is you got to oversell it, too. Mm-hmm. And Martel was the absolute best at that. There's so many, like, spots in this. Uh, he goes to Irish whip him, and when Jake comes off the rope, he just kind of runs off to the side, and Martel's just standing there waiting for him, and it never comes. And the crowd just loses their mind, just laughing. Then he get hit, lands a backbreaker on Jake, and then he hesitates, but Jake rolls out of the way, and then he gives, like, the biggest... Over the top elbow drop onto nothing, and then of course, then there's also the chair spot too, where he has Martel's outside. He's got a chair. He bumps in the ring post, thinks it's Jake. Swings around, smashes the chair into the ring post, and like his hands hurt, and like just the selling. He sold everything in it so well, and the two of them work so well together. Like you understand when they, they talk Jake loves to talk about like ring psychology and that's his thing and and it's true this was the epitome of, like the definition of it like it 
he told they told such a great story and landed almost zero moves there was um like a, a, a cheap double leg takedown and a couple like punches there was a backbreaker a missed elbow drop uh god damn and i think a ddt that was it and because and you can get away with that cuz the whole time you're kind of walk around pointing so their bodies take zero abuse the crowd is crazy hot and he said like he said like they got paid for like they didn't do any work and got paid mhm like they're really proud of that match um, and i love it it's so much fun to watch and like he said like yeah, he, they admitted, like, yeah, anyone... He goes, yeah, anyone could have done it. But no one could have done it as well as Martel. Like, he was the absolute best. Well, yeah, um, no one else had arrogance to spray in his eyes. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the whole... Uh, I, I, it's such a fun match. If you can, go back and watch WrestleMania VII, uh, the blindfold match. And it just... Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's such a sweet DDT, too. Oh, it's so beautiful to watch. Jake knew how to fucking deliver uh, it. Oh yeah. Oh, and because then at the same time they were, were talking on the, definitely check out that podcast because they were talking about. Uh, Meltzer was saying how he wanted to get out and uh, turn because uh, he was kind of a baby face, but he was kind of he was a he was like the first like real tweener. Like it was clearly like it, where the, he saw where the business was going. Um. And he, but he wanted the. They're like, oh yeah, you wanted to uh, turn heel and get in a program with a warrior. And he's basically like, why the hell would I want to do that? He's like, and he has like, that's the last guy I would want to go from working with Rick Martel to working with Warrior, who's just. I'll save it. I was about to. I was about to cut a promo you. on Jake, but I didn't. Oh, you can go ahead. Sh- sh- don't you want me to save it? Oh, warrior? Yeah, do my warrior. Oh, you got do it now because I got I need more warrior from you later. Okay, so do my warrior now and then do more later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I look to the heavens and to the sky above, and I feel the power of 10,000 warrior maniacs pulsating through the crowd. The power of one dirty snake doesn't stop the millions and millions of stars in the universe aligning for the power of the ultimate warrior coming down all over you, <laughs> You couldn't find two guys more uh, different when cutting a promo. Yeah, Jake was like the getting close and you know something warrior talking really like, jake yeah. the snake was doing asmr yeah thing. yeah you want to hear you want to see my snake i keep it in a bag i'll drop it in the ring <laughs> and, uh, and andre's like get the leg of me i'll squash it like a bug jake oh oh he was definitely afraid of that snake <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Anything else? Uh, no. Me time. Okay. <laughs>
Is everybody looking forward to next weekend? It's WrestleMania, and me, Lex Luger, premiering on WBF Body Stars. <laughs> Remember WBF? You probably don't, because WBF premiered like in the weirdest of times, the World Bodybuilding Federation. Uh, and then during WrestleMania 8, like Gorilla Monsoon, uh, they did like a uh, live interview with Lex Luger. Oh, he was WBF? WBF. WB, the World Bridge Federation? World Bodybuilding Federation. Uh, the World Bridge Federation. Uh, whatever it was, what I'm talking about is the World Bodybuilding Federation. Bridge for Peace. This is an actual this is an actual thing. It's an entire federation for people that play bridge. Would you just Google WBF and find? I did. And the first time, uh, World Bodybuilding Federation is the third. But you got to get through. The, well, they, the it was kind of dissolved once the steroid shit came up in 92. Ah, uh, yeah. Right. So he, he was able, it was formed in 90, and Vince was able to convince Luger to join the WBF until his contract with whoever ran out. I don't know if it was with fucking um, uh, Jimmy Crockett or Turner at that point, but. Um, he was also injured in a motorcycle incident. That's why he had the he had the 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 arm where they could kill somebody with. So he couldn't he couldn't really wrestle, but he could he could uh, lift weights. And then I, I was really confused by the WBF. And then Body Stars was their uh, syndicated television program. Oh my God! Look at his body. Oh, so fucking vascular. Good God. Um, paying some of these fucking beefcakes four hundred grand. To join their rosters. <laughs> uh, and it was kind of like a PGA, what is that, live golf thing. So, like, if you join WBF, the IFBB, which is the International Federation of Bodybuilding. And that's the one that matters. That's the like, the like the PGA. It matters. Okay. I, I would say I don't know what matters less in the world, PGA or fucking <laughs> bodybuilding. What if we combine the two? <laughs> Just a bunch of roided out freaks hitting golf balls. I'd probably watch that. Oh, oh, wait. Let me tell you something. That's the PGA. Was that a joke? No, that's for real. None of so, those guys are beefcakes. Squeezer. Don't fucking no, no, start with it's me. Not, it's not the beefcake thing. It's the steroids. That's, that's the theory behind why Tiger dropped off is because they started additional testing and that he was juiced to the gills when he was having his run. Why did he get better again? He didn't. Yeah, he did. He started winning again a few years ago, but two, three years ago. Yeah, no, not. Golf is stupid. Shut up about golf. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to do a golf show. No, pass. Ugh, no one wants to hear it. And well, no one wants to hear. Golf carts and those little, uh, <laughs> I had a lamp that was a little golf bag with a lamp on it. No one wants to hear a wrestling show, let alone a golf show. <laughs> And now I'm talking about the World Bodybuilding Federation with Lex Luger. Oh, we can do a bodybuilding show. Mm, things we know nothing about. We worked a couple. Bodybuilding. The smell stays with you forever. Uh, Self-tanner and baby oil. Yep. Um. Anyway, McMahon started this WBF... Uh, and then once drug testing and the steroid came along, it all dissolved. He did a pay-per-view, but um, the 1992 WBF championship received 3,000 pay-per-view buys. 
Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, after its disillusion, Luger finally appeared as the narcissist in uh, WWF, uh, later the All-American Lex Luger, until he finally went back to the first Nitro and got the fuck out of WWF forever because he was fucking awful. No one liked him. Uh, but it was really strange to me seeing him because I'm like, he's WCW. What is he doing on this? Like, is he wrestling or is he weightlifting or... What is he doing? As a kid, I was very confused. I was also confused when Flair showed up. I didn't understand the cross because he showed up with the belt. That really confused me. The big gold. Mm-hmm. Man. I was, a, I was a stupid kid. All right? That's what we're getting at. <laughs> but, yeah, that was in WrestleMania 8. If you, I don't even know if it's still there on uh, Peacock, but you might want to look out for it. Uh, Squeezer, you're fourth. He only had a, was it June? Just like a two-year run. Who? Luger. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he um he didn't sign a contract, and then on the first Nitro, he just showed up. Yeah, but mm. he, he was promised, like, he was going to be the next Hulk Hogan, and then when he sucked and yeah. had no charisma. Yeah, they, they had the whole uh, aircraft carrier thing. Yeah, I, I watched that live. I was so pumped when he fucking body slammed Yokozuna. My brother was down there. It was on USA. And um, uh, then he became the All-American, and he did the Lex Express tour. And then um, Vince was like, eh. "They put yeah, they even you're, you're not Hulk Hogan." They even would put the belt on him in house shows and be like, "What do you think, people?" And then <laughs> it was really strange. Hmm. So and then they're like, mm, "We're going with Brat instead." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, your fourth pick. Brock Lesnar's not into the top. Brock Lesnar, he's climbing to the top I, I, rope. I don't, I, this ain't Brock. Brock doesn't do. What the hell is this? What the hell's Lesnar doing, Cole? Oh my God! Brock Lesnar went to the shooting star press, and Kurt Angle rolled out of the way. And he comes that chin, that chin. He got it. No! Just got the shoulder up. Angle Lesnar did not hit that whole shoot stop press. That was obvious. And Lesnar landed on the back of his head. That's 290 pounds coming down on your neck. Kurt Angle rolled out of the way. He saw the shooting star press coming. No, he oh, didn't. Man. Lesnar he just came up with shit from the short. And burn. Kicked out of Rock crashed and burned. You got to give him an evil oh. record. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, this will be the third If Brock could top, if he's got the energy to top him, here's the top. One, two, we have a new champion. Here is your winner and the new WWE champion, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is now a two-time WWE champion. That was scary. When when was this? This is WrestleMania 19. And the, what year was this? Uh, 2001. Was it? That doesn't sound. Two. I got it right here. Oh, 2003. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was gonna say this was oh. near the end because Brock Lesnar's run was near the end of me caring. Yeah. Um, I remember this. So he was doing, uh. 
Shooting Star Press uh, in Ohio Valley, and which was insane because how massive he is. But and I think he would have hit it here, but angle was too far away, so he had to like push himself out too far. So he never got the full rotation, so he didn't get like the knees down. So he basically landed like right on his head. And I remember watching, we were watching at my friend's house. We were all there, and he just jumps up and is like, oh, my God, he's dead. Um, yeah, it was terrifying. Uh, and I think this landed. was the last um, WrestleMania I watched, because I remember this WrestleMania. It was Hogan McMahon, The Rock, Stone Cold 2, yeah. Triple H yeah, and Booker T. This would be, uh, well, no, it was Rock, Stone Cold 3. Was it was it three? Yeah, three. Yeah, it was it was Stone Cold's last, last one. Last last one was well. Yeah, and yeah, that it was, it was the Vince Hogan bloodbath. And this was after the brand split, right? I think this was right before. Uh, no, it's after. Uh, it March. features wrestlers from the Rawls and SmackDown brand division. Oh, okay. Because there was two belts. Yeah, because Triple H fought for one and Brock fought for All the right. other. God, I hated the brand split so, did so I. much. Yeah. Um, that's what was one of the things that led me out. It, it hurts, yeah, because you can't pay attention from we, like so. Basically, you're giving up on on half of your half the wrestlers. Um, and there was always there was clearly Raw was the A show for quite some time. Like, yeah. Um, but it was a good match, and you got two legit wrestlers. You know, two NCAA champions and two NCAA champions. Um, going at it, and it uh. Angle, so he, he explained, like, what he should have just done was, while he was out, roll over on Lesnar and get the three and be done with it. But even Angle admitted the reason he didn't want to win the match was because his neck was already broken and he was so hurt and he did surgery that he couldn't continue to be the champ. So he had to give up the belt. So basically it's like, my neck is broken. But it's been broken longer than yours, so here's the belt. Um, it, it, and it was only just a concussion, somehow. They said if, if it weren't for the fact that, like, the amount of weight that went down on his head is one thing. And they said, like, an inch one way or an inch other, like, it'd be, his career would be over. But also that he's so muscular that, like, his, his uh, lats, traps, lats. Delts. I don't know. No, whatever. His neck is just so ridiculous that it basically insulated him from like breaking his own. Like the muscles kept his neck from breaking. Um, and then he was concussed. He had no idea where the hell he was. And Angle was like basically talking him through the whole thing. Like, okay, stand up. Now kick me. Okay, get me on your shoulders. All right, now swing me over. F five. Roll over. Pin me. Be over with it. Yeah, he was he was jacked up. If you really no one like even like Billy Kidman didn't do shooting stars that far out of the ring. Like it it, it was like Eddie Guerrero frog splash distance. It was <laughs> probably like two thirds to the opposite side. Like it was a long ways off. Um, but he went for it anyway. And Angle even takes responsibility. It's like he kind of talked Lesnar into it. Like, they were talking about that big WrestleMania moment and stuff. And he's like, you've been doing shooting star presses. Go for it. Um, Jim Ross, not a fan of it. 
He's like, he's a big guy. He's a wrestler. He should use his wrestling. He doesn't need to go. Sassafras. He's a big NCAA champion. Stick on the yeah. ground. Sassafras. Yeah. I argue. <laughs> I argue, though. How do you hit it clean? It, it would, you know, it'd be on every highlight reel ever, and you'd still be talking about how awesome it was, not how horrific but it was. he didn't. But he didn't, no. And and to be fair, uh, he's uh, he's doing okay by himself right now. He's uh, yeah, Brock's all right. He's uh, yeah. he's okay. He's settled in the mid card status. I don't think he wants to be on top anymore. Um, well, I mean, he's got. Well, we'll see how he does after almost. Oof. Yeah, but he just he's cool with mid card. He he yeah, had a fun I, I time mean, at the Rumble. Yeah, it's a lot less time and. Yeah, I mean, clearly he does not like putting uh, a lot of time in. Right. He's on and off. I I think it's like on and off. Like he enjoys it, and then you need a break, Mm -hmm. especially for him. Like you've con like when he's in the main event, like the spotlight's on him. So in this case, and now he gets to play the smaller guy, which is fun. He's playing it up like crazy, which is great. Um, he's gonna carry that fucking match on. I think it's Saturday. Because. That almost guy. He's, he's, he's a, clearly a, a Vince. Uh, he's big. God damn it. That's what, that's what he's got going for him. He's big. Look at him. <laughs> that big bastard. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, God damn, Pat. How big uh, you think his cock is? Pretty big, Vince. Pretty pretty damn pay. It's a pretty goddamn big guy. <laughs> Is that Pat Patterson? Okay, I I thought that you were doing like a Mario Captain Lou Albano kind of thing. <laughs> no, he talked like he was from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's not always an Italian. You know, there's there's evidence for a non. Italian yeah. voice. Yeah, he was breaking. Uh, Captain Lou is breaking down walls to the Italian community. Yes. All right. Um, we are on my last pick. No. WrestleMania report here on Monday Night Raw, and believe it or not, we are now just three weeks away from the most amazing night of the year. I'm talking about WrestleMania 11. The Grammys are big, the Oscars are bigger, and the Super Bowl blows them both away, right? Now, take all three events, roll them into one night, and you've got WrestleMania. The biggest superstars in the WWF and the hottest celebrities from NY to L.A., It's a spotlight, stretch limo, photo opportunity extravaganza, and it's presented by the originator in pay-per-view entertainment, the World Wrestling Federation. One important note, when you call your local cable company to place your order, make sure you ask for WrestleMania by name. Otherwise, you never know what you're going to get. Tell the operator you want WrestleMania 11. It all happens Sunday night, April the 2nd, totally live from the sold-out Hartford Civic Center, 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 Pacific, and exclusively on pay-per-view. Let me dive right into it. You want to talk about a buzz? I mean, they are talking... I'm talking WrestleMania 11, which I found out today, and I never knew. 
there was a Diesel Shawn Michaels interview uh, on the internet. <laughs> it was the first ever WWF interview on the internet. Whoa. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like posted or not like live? It was live, yeah. It's probably like huh. very small. and. How the fuck did anyone? I don't know if it was video. How many people It might not it? have been video. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of. It might have been audio only. <clears throat> that, that, nonetheless, this was, uh, they had to kind of move it up to Hartford, Connecticut, and they had about 16,305 people. But they had mm-hmm. 340,000 buys, so not bad. Um, it had a lot of the uh, Lawrence Taylor uh, going against Bam Bam Bigelow had a lot of uh, clout for that. But the match I loved mm-hmm. the most was Shawn Michaels and Diesel, and Shawn just making Diesel look like a fucking star. Um, Vince and Jerry Lawler were the commentators, and they're fucking great. Vince was the Lawler when Vince were always great together. Um, Todd Penningale with his mullet was there. Jim Ross, of course, was there. Howard Finkel, uh, Nicholas Totoro were the ring announcers. Um, Nicholas Totoro Jr. from NYPD Blue. Uh, so the matches were pretty good. It was uh, the Allied Powers, which was Lex Luger and British Bulldog, defeated the Blue Brothers, Jacob and Eli. Tag team match, pretty shitty. Razor Ramon with the one through three kidneys corner defeated Jeff Jarrett with the roadie. For the IC Championship, um, that was thirteen thirty two. It's a great match. Undertaker with Bundy Stinker. <laughs> uh, Bundy, you'll steal the money every time you're on the ring. Bundy, uh, six thirty six. Owen Hart versus Yokozuna. Uh, I'm sorry, Owen Hart and Yokozuna defeated the Smoking Guns. Kept the tag team championship. Nine forty two. They went. Bret Hart defeated Bob Backlund by submission at nine thirty four with a Roddy Piper. Uh, as the guest referee, and um, Diesel and Shawn Michaels with uh, uh, Pamela Anderson was with Diesel, Jenny McCarthy was with Shawn, and Sid was in his corner. Um, and this match was the one where the crowd was going crazy. And the next that night, uh, Vince would say to Pat. And Bruce, God damn it, I think we have a baby face on our hands with Shawn Michaels because the crowd was just so into how good he was working. They went 20-35, longest match on the card. Yeah, I, I think, is that the longest match of Kevin Nash's career? It has to be. And probably the only, <laughs> even of FDM, fuck Dave Meltzer, only five-star match I think Diesel ever had. Uh, but that's because Shawn Michaels just carried him through it and made him look like a oh, million sure. bucks. But also making himself look like a million bucks. And the crowd was just behind Sean. So the next day on Raw, they had Sid attack Sean and started the Sean Michaels babyface run. Uh, and then it ended with Lawrence Taylor. Um, and he had Carl Banks, Ricky Jackson, Steve McMichael, Ken Norton Jr., and Chris Spielman and Reggie White in his corner. Uh, defeated Bam Bam Bigelow with King Kong Bundy, Ted DiBiase, Kama, IRS, Tatanka, and Nikolai Volkov in his corner. With Pat Patterson as a special guest referee, special guest referee because Pat made the match and he wanted to call it the ring for for LT to make sure he was okay. Ah, uh, I like this WrestleMania. I remember watching this one. Um, it seems short. 
Uh, just looking at the list of the matches and the times. Like it's well, no, cool. WrestleMania is now really fucking long. It used to be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be, you know, a, a decent length. Now it's fucking really, really long. But, um, yeah, running in Connecticut, running in their home. Uh, it was a small... WrestleMania, small house, but uh, I enjoyed this WrestleMania, and I thought it was uh, a great fucking gimmick. And the next night on Raw, when uh, Sid attacked Michaels and Diesel came down for the save, and they became buddies once again and won the WWF belts. Oh, fuck, man. I love that run. Uh, it's uh, it's still early. When we're done here, I'm going to go watch that one. <laughs> I thought. Shine. I thought you were watching um, Mandalorian. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I got 20 minutes. I don't got an hour. All right. But, yeah, that's um, that's it, WrestleMania 11. It's a sleeper, but don't sleep on it because Diesel Sean was a fucking five-star match, and, and Sean, like, fucked with him. He's like, I'm going to blow you up, man. You're going to be tired. You're going to have to keep up with me, but I'm going to make you look like a million bucks. And he did. Um. All right, here's your last pick, Squeezer. Let's be quick. Oh, missing with a clothesline. And a boot to the midsection. However, look at here we go. Yeah, oh, this is not going to last very Reed long. Coming. Pedder Reed coming right about. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> no, it's not. What? We're too soon. Getting her up from the other side. No. The Lion reaching for the heavens. Can't believe what has happened to him thus far. He no. is the aggressor. Helmsley's going out. Helmsley going out. No. The warrior now. Stepping over from the other side. Down. No. Lost the back. On his chest to and down. The For Ultimate now. Warrior is back. Yeah, he was gone right now. Yeah, this yeah, is, uh, uh, I think, the match he tried to get him to buy all the comic books or something. Uh, yeah, that's right. He had his comic book that came out at the time, uh, <clears throat> and he, he was pushing that. And he came back, and so he was gone for what four years. Comes back at WrestleMania and didn't make it to August. Uh, he, uh, his dad passed away sadly. And uh, he uh, left to go uh, grieve for him. Vince calls bullshit because he said he hated his dad and hadn't seen him in 10 years. And Warrior says it was a contract dispute. And, well, that was the end of that. Uh, but clearly, it, I mean, it <clears throat> the problem started from day one. So they brought, brought Warrior back. They bring him back because he still has his legions of fans. It's huge. It's going to... Be a, a, a big deal. And uh, Warrior, and this is one of those shows, I don't remember why. Do you know why? Vince wasn't at the show. He was back in Connecticut. He's on the call. Was he on? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I, right wrong. <laughs> he, he wasn't, he wasn't in the back. He wasn't at Gorilla. So yeah, he's on the call. During the show. He's on yeah, the call. Yeah. Right. 
I, I fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's late. Hey. Um, but Warrior mid show as they're working out the match decides, and it was going to be a lot longer. This is going to be a, a longer match, and Triple H at this point, or Hunter Hearst Helmsley, if you will, he's been undefeated. That he's getting his push. Uh, he's got all these ladies and stuff, and Warrior's going to come in. Even if he's going to do the job, the Warrior, it, it's still your your. It's Warrior. It's fine. Warrior comes in. He goes, "I want it to be a squash." They kind of argued about it, and he goes, "No, it's got to be under two minutes." And at this point, and they're they're fighting over it and stuff, and they finally like, well, he's not gonna go out there. We don't give him what he wants. We want Warrior because it's a lot of money. It's a draw. Um, and I, I think at some point they didn't want to completely just squash, you know, Triple H. But it's like, all right, we got this mid Carter that we've been working on. We'll deal with him later. And then and Was that's, this that's. Was this before or after the curtain call? Uh, like a month before. Oh, okay, I was gonna say because he was punished as soon as that happened. Yeah, that, that, that's it's funny because you say that because someone said, "Well, this was this was punishment for the curtain call," and someone's like, "Dude, that was a month later." Um, <laughs> yes, that was uh, shortly after. Um, but yeah, so they all right, they gave Warrior what he wanted, and then in their logic too, they're like, "Well." Oh, fucking warrior. Like, one, he doesn't have the cardio. So let's find... You know what? He's almost... They almost agreed with him then eventually. He's like, all right, he doesn't have the cardio. He, We don't want him to look bad out there. And three, we don't want him to hurt anyone. So the shorter he's out there, the less chance of someone getting hurt. I have the limited edition warrior figure of this match, his outfit. Oh, really? Yeah. The one that he wore for half the match? Yeah, yeah. He kept his duster and everything seconds. on. Yeah. Yeah. Takes it... I, he took a pedigree. In the time that Triple H got up off his knees, Warrior was on his feet at the same time. It was the most epic no sell of any move ever. Were you want uh, you weren't watching at this point, right? You had to go back. Yeah, I went back. I watched this uh, years later. You're like, I didn't miss much. Yeah, I did. I didn't miss much. Um, but it's funny because you know, eventually, you know, Triple H managed the, you know. Salvage his career out of this. It wasn't a huge loss. But he was a trooper, too, like because he didn't want to piss anyone else off at the time. Like He knew where his position was, was he had nothing. He had no bargaining chip, really, at the time, um, other than having a couple friends. But Warrior was... Kevin Nash called the click the greatest stable in wrestling history, and I agree with him. I don't disagree. Because it wasn't just fucking, it was fucking, it was a shoot stable. It wasn't working, just a working stable. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, Warrior is like bitching, bitching, bitching. And they, literally, like, they're making the announcement. And and Triple H is somewhere in, along the lines of saying, like, all right, fine, let's just go do this. Kick my ass in a minute, and we'll deal with the rest of this shit later. So I'm assuming maybe it was going to be some, yeah, he, he knew he'd get quashed and then squashed and then, you know, go back to Diesel and Sean and they'll make it all better in the end. But it, it worked out, too, because then afterwards he got into a program with Mark Merrow 
and that was a big thing. They got a lot of he got a lot of TV time with that, and even Warrior didn't even have a ton of TV time immediately after this. And then yeah, by July he was already gone. And they just kind of just listen. If it wasn't for Warrior, disappeared. If it wasn't for Warrior, like fuck, man, we might not have got Stone Cold Steve Austin because uh, Triple H was apparently going to get King of the Ring for this and other things he was doing. And then yep. the, the curtain call happened and they decided to give the King of the Ring 96 to Stone Cold instead of Warrior, which mm-hmm. what he uttered the line, well, against Jake the Snake, your boy. Well, Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass, which yep. became the biggest phrase in wrestling history, which mm-hmm. started the run of Austin 316, which, yeah, so maybe if Warrior never yeah. squashed Triple H, we might not have ever gotten to... Yeah. And 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 that's good for Triple H too. Like the the whole thing, like him, the curtain call, and Austin, and then eventually, because it might have not have worked out that way. Right. It clearly wouldn't have worked out that way. He wasn't going to get that same heat that Austin had. It took time. No, he had DX was his thing. That's what made yeah. him a fucking star. Yeah, absolutely. Like working with Sean and then taking it over. That that's what. Uh, that's what made him. A fucking star. Yeah. After WrestleMania 13, when he came out and said he's no, he's in charge of DX now and introduced X-Pac and the New Age Outlaws. Oh, God, that was the best fucking uh, Raw ever. Off to the, that was the best fucking Raw ever. And that was off to the races, baby. That was mm-hmm. fucking Triple H's run started that day and it did not end. He's still running the show. Well, it, it, it's, it's those two, it's that Raw. Like assembling the new DX and then the the January fourth RAW, like they 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 kind of were they come back to like back up Sean, then turn on Sean, then come out with mankind and then fucking Austin. Like, well, that we all know that one, but yeah, no. But I would yeah, say that, that his his run as the top dog started the night after that WrestleMania. Oh yeah. All right, that's um, that's all I've got. And that's all. I hope you're all excited for wrestling too. I'm excited for WrestleMania. Still, if, if, all right, let's not get here, too. Cra- I'm sure you are. Let's not get too crazy. I'm not gonna watch Raw the next day. I never do. I always say I'm gonna. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch Raw the next day at the WrestleMania. I never do. <laughs> it's I may. I, we'll it's too much of a commitment. You will. You're notorious for doing things that just stop you, getting in the way of you. Uh, watching the shows that are on your list. so That is also very true. Yeah. Are you going to watch all the NXT programming on Saturday morning? I do not give a flying fuck <laughs> about NXT. I don't know anything about NXT. Who's in NXT? I don't give a shit about NXT. Fuck NXT. And fuck AEW for that matter. I'm sorry if you like it, but I do not give a flying fuck about AEW. You are so bitter about that. I'm not bitter. Bitter would make me not care. I don't care. I don't watch it. I don't like yeah, it. But you just brought it up out of the blue. Yeah, because NXT and AEW. Fuck it. They're but they're two completely ones owned by the. Listen, WWE. I'm sorry. You and Jake are fucking AEW marks who love fucking Tony Khan I don't and think all you that. Know what a mark is? Good wrestling, fucking mark. I don't think you know what a mark is. Yeah, you're a mark, and so is Jake. How how am I a mark? I love the wrestling. Oh, you're Clint from Hershey. Oh, well, I love the five-star match in the Tokyo Dome. I do love good wrestling. I... I'm a Jake the fucking Snake fan. How do you mind not uh, into wrestling? 
because Jake the Snake was also a fucking bomb ass promo guy in that. Exactly. But it, his it, his matches were fucking brilliant. I don't have to have flippy shit to like it. I just want it to be good. Fucking spot monkeys. Spot monkey marks. I'm an ECW kid. What do you expect? <laughs> ECW was just spot monkeys. Oh my god! It was it was it was spot monkey plus. Uh, that, half those guys couldn't even fucking like get in the ring, let alone flip. They just fucking but, beat the shit I'm, out of each it, other. It wasn't high spots. Yeah, it was dangerous spots. Mm, it was dangerous, but but they had a lot of good storytelling. Come on, they watch Tony Marmaluke bust the, the back fucking head off Dudley family coming to the ring and cut promos on the whole crowd for an hour was gold. Oh, that's fucking great. Like there was, you can't say ECW was anything like AEW. There was promos. I'm all. not saying it was. I you're the I have not yet mentioned the letters AEW on this show. You brought it up like four times. Yeah, I'm just saying you said on this show you liked it because the wrestling was good. Yeah. And I'm saying you're a mark. <laughs> I haven't watched it since October of the year it came out. I'll give you that. That's classic squeezer right there. <laughs> It's on your list, it right? Out, like I watch like two months, and I'm like, it is cool. And every now and then I tune in. I'm like, oh, that was a good match. I don't give a fuck what else is going on. Is it on your list? No. No. No? No. It's like it's like Shark Tank. If it's on, I do it. Oops, sorry. I didn't mean to go to that so soon. Sorry. It's like what? Shark Tank? Yeah, it's like Shark Tank. You, you watch put, oh, Shark Tank? On. You put it on, you go and, you know, get some cheese. Yeah, I'll probably uh, unless they do something really cool with Cody afterwards, and like, unless they they save the the Winged Eagle introduction for that Raw, I'll probably go back into my um, WrestleMania or my wrestling hibernation <laughs> after WrestleMania. I don't really come out of it till SummerSlam. He's minus five hundred in the betting pool. I don't know how you bet on pro wrestling, but somehow you do. <laughs> they're trying to like make you bet on um like they're trying to like. Make it legal to bet with like FanDuel or something or Sports Kings or whatever. Yeah, I don't understand how you can do that. Yeah, it's it's. That's like betting on a movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. Predetermined outcome. That's. Well, I mean, how's that different than the NBA? <laughs> Did you see one of the guys got fined for making the money sign at a ref after a no call the other day? Oh, like a geez. Maverick player. Got fined thirty five thousand bucks. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, that, that's like what five minutes on the court. I mean, it's no different from the NFL if you watch the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. All rigged. It's all planned. Mm -hmm. Listen to New Heights podcast. They'll talk about it. <laughs> it's all scripted. Yeah. Listen to anything but us. Listen to. Snake pit. Yeah, give Snake Pit. Listen to something to wrestle with Jay uh, with Bruce Pritchard. Listen to New Heights podcast with Jason and Travis Kelsey. Anyone? Any other? I fuck. Um, uh, yeah, let's see what else I got. To... What other podcast you listen to right now, Squeezer? I want to give a shout out to. Oh, uh, let's see. We got uh... get the kids to listen to. Oh, the. Uh... Uh, Rad Years podcast. <laughs> yeah, give uh, us a goddamn review too on yeah. Apple. Apple. Uh, oh, te Team Deacons. Team, what's that? It's the Roger Roger Deacons podcast. I was on. Is that boring as fuck or is that good? Uh, I think it's great, but you might find it boring because it's more technical than anything. Uh, Holly, he what's he? To, he? He talks to gaffers. <laughs> I mean, I, I listen to um, 
Shitty Rigs podcast. They're, I forget what their uh, podcast is. They're funny, on. though. Yeah. Uh, Unex unexplained. I haven't listened to that in a while, though. It's like ghost stories and shit. It's actually production value is really good. So I, I listen to a lot shit. of wrestling, so like Strictly Business with Bischoff. I listen to Grilling JR occasionally. Occasionally I listen to. Oh, there's the Snake Pit. He's part of ad free shows, too. Mm hmm. I pay for ad free shows just to listen to something to wrestle with. Oh, the Gunpla Club. Click this with Kevin Nash. It's a great one. The what club? Gunpla Club. What's that? It's about. It's about uh, building Gundam models. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I, uh, oh, and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast is a guy that breaks down the actual uh, history of uh, video game worlds. Yikes. Um, that's all we have for this week. What do you know Ancient what we're doing Warfare next week? Magazine podcast. You know what we're doing next week? Oh, Infamous America and Legend of the West are good, too. No, what are we doing next week? I don't fucking know. We're so far out off of script. Let me see oh, yeah. what I have on my notes. So what we missed, Squeezer, is TV in 89 and video games in 89. So we could do those the next two. All right. TV in 89. And then everything McDonald's 3. Then TV in 90 and video games in 90. Then Playground Memories. Uh, and that's 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 gonna take us. Do you want to guess what the number one TV show was in 1989? Cheers. Nope. Cheers was three. Fuck. What was number? Cosby. Yep. Ah. Uh, it didn't take me. It took me two guesses. That was pretty good. Yeah. It wasn't hard. Yeah. It was like five popular yeah. shows. Roseanne. Roseanne was number two. Actually, it was. Tied. Wow. Yeah, Cosby, Roseanne, Cheers. Uh, I didn't watch Cosby Show, and I didn't watch Cheers, but we we were a Roseanne house, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. All right, well, we'll talk to you next week. We're going to talk TV in 1989. I'm um, RK. Oh, fun. And I'm Squeezer. Enjoy your WrestleMania weekend. See you, everybody.